is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. Hey everybody, welcome to the OK Outcasts. It's a podcast where Brittany and I just BS around a bunch of stuff. And we're going to do kind of a year-end review in a new style. So, I introduce my co-host, Brittany, who I am investigating. Hi, this is Brittany Novotny, and I am apparently on the hot seat today. Brittany's in the hot seat. All right, Brittany, you understand that a certain QR code came into question about the New York Library. But it was somehow connected to Oklahoma. What do you know about this? A QR code to a New York library connected to Oklahoma. And this is something that happened in 2022? That Um, is correct. Would this be the situation where a teacher in, I think it was Norman, who uh, shared a QR code to... Uh, a banned books list or something at the New York Library uh, so that her students could uh, know where to access materials that were being unjustly banned from from kids' schools. And why should books be banned from schools? Students don't have access to books unless they're in schools. Is that correct? Uh, I think in today's world, students have access to books on their phones. (laughs) How do you feel about sports and the risks people take when, you know, the unfortunate injury that happened last night, the unfortunate death of uh, someone who you deeply admire happened? Um... So you're talking about two different events that happened yesterday that were not in 2022. Um, Well, first off, the football player who went into cardiac arrest, he's alive, so... He's on a ventilator. um, You know, it's unclear to me that that was necessarily related to any impact on the field. So uh, on that, I will choose not to speculate. Um, uh, although I do believe, you know, when you engage in a physical combat sport like football, you know that there are risks inherent to the game. And, you know, I think that's something that everybody knows before they play and it doesn't bother me and it doesn't make me want to watch the sport any less. I think it's kind of a freak incident, you know, thousands of games, this hasn't happened and. I think you can't judge the whole, you know, the whole sport over one freak incident. And then the other thing you're referencing was Ken Block, the famous rally car driver and stunt driver who was the founder of DC Shoes and um, the creator of a video series on YouTube called Gymkhana, where he takes... Uh, these cool souped-up rally cars to various cities and venues around the world and does a bunch of stunt driving. 
Uh, I encourage our listeners, if you've never seen one of these Gymkhana videos, it's spelled G-Y-M-K-H-A-N-A. Um, rest in peace, rally in paradise, Ken Block. Um, watch these videos. You'll understand why he was such a legend in the motorsports world. And sadly, we lost him in a snowmobile accident yesterday at age 55. Um, so my thoughts and good vibes and whatever else go to Ken Block's kids and wife and the whole family. Um, I'm sure they're going to miss the shit out of him. Um, and he was a legend. Well, I will not speak ill of the dead, but I think as we discussed earlier this morning, I am opposed to these wild risks that people take running onto a football field, uh, racing around doing stuff with cars that shouldn't be done, going too fast. What is the reasoning for this nonsense? It's a, you know, I like adrenaline personally. I, you know, part of what makes this stuff exciting is that there is a risk involved in it and that, so that when somebody does pull it off and does it right, it's so beautiful and amazing that they can be right there on the edge of death and doing these death-defying things and and be able to maintain control in the moment, I think, is, is part of what makes it amazing and, and worthy of our respect and admiration. All right. Today is a special day. A very special day, Miss Navani, and that is Organization Day. Organization Day happens simultaneously with the swearing-in of the uh, American Congress. So the Oklahoma legislature, simultaneous with the uh, National Congress, organizes rules um, there is one rule that uh, is going to be considered that I thought was interesting. Um, not wearing a hoodie or overalls or other inappropriate garments will be debated on the Oklahoma House floor. <laughs> now, the question is, will Representative Turner be wearing overalls and a hoodie while this is being debated today. <laughs> well, I will su certainly turn tune in. <laughs> uh, um, and if you want to um, go to the Oklahoma legislature website and you can see it, I think they're starting around noon. But uh, that brings up the subject of... You know, uh, it's funny because, like, if they make that the rule, they're going to force Representative Turner to actually show more decorum, whether they like it or not. <laughs> so we've talked about decorum before, and I don't want to dive into it too deep, but I do want to address, okay, I hate wearing a tie, right? I hate it. Do you think people on the floor should be required to wear a tie? 
No, I could see a way you could dress nice and wear like a jacket and a nice shirt and still look, you know, very nice and presentable without necessarily wearing a tie, per se, um, at least for guys. Um, I I do, you know, I don't think the decorum should be, you know, as strict as it was in the olden days where like men had to wear ties women had to wear skirt suits with pantyhose and like i know of some law firms that still do it that way <laughs> crow dunlevy <clears throat> and uh you know i i'm not with that like i definitely think you know we should be a little more able to be a little more comfortable but still looking nice but you know there's a difference between you know a kind of uh a business look that's not super fancy um, and is still a little bit more business cash. Uh, there's a difference between that and fucking overalls. <laughs> like, what are you like working on cows in the morning? Like, I guess maybe if you're like a rural legislator and you'd, were out like working in the in the barn in the morning and you had to rush in for a vote you didn't expect or something but well our former auditor inspector would often go feed his cows in the morning yeah. but still showed up in a suit well yeah exactly but that's because he knew like i'm saying if there was some surprise vote like oh this just got scheduled like you gotta get here now like then maybe you'd wear your overalls. And even then, I'd hope you'd throw like a sport jacket over them or something to try to, you know, jazz it up a bit. But yeah, I, I'm i not for overalls and hoodies on, on the house floor. That's that's getting a little too cash. <laughs> so, Brittany, you are an attorney. Is that correct? I am. Yeah. Member of the Oklahoma Bar Association. So... Do you anticipate that Gettner Drummond being elected will affect the relationship of the executive branch? I mean, I don't see how it wouldn't impact it. Um, as we've talked about in some previous episodes, Gettner Drummond, um, while he's a Republican, is not part of the same Republican network that Stitt and his cronies are a part of um, and he's a very by the book very follow the law kind of guy so I think if you're in the legislature and you've got the executive branch trying to push you to maybe you know unlawfully funnel funds towards the governor's pet projects instead of to where they're legally supposed to go uh, I think you know that Gentner's watching and you're going to be less likely to maybe engage in that behavior. So we go to Brian Walters. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, yes, no. sorry. The new Witness. superintendent. God, how Unexpected. did that happen? Oh my God. Well, Joy Hoffmeister chose to run for governor as a Democrat, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, yeah, how do you predict that going for our dear Sooner State? It's going to be bad. Uh, I think Oklahoma is going to end up having to pay 
a lot of legal fees over the next couple of years as Walters tries to institute all kinds of uh, anti-free speech and anti-trans measures as a superintendent. I think he will politically target schools and, and try to try to make up as much junk as he can to sour Oklahomans' views of public schools so that he can help usher in a new era of vouchers to help Republicans pay for their private schools with our tax dollars and funnel tax dollars to his rich crony friends that run those charter and private schools and yeah, I think it's going to be costly for Oklahomans. It's going to be bad for education in Oklahoma. I think the teacher shortage is only going to get worse. And the kinds of things that happen in our schools will be worse because of it. And I think it's a real toxic mix. Do you think that there is any indication of uh, the appropriations chair uh saying that the tourism board should take back control is an indication of the legislature having conflicts with the governor um definitely could be um and as as mentioned earlier i think you know anybody who's engaging in that um, better be minding their P's and Q's and how they go about it, because I think old Gentner Drummond will be eyeing that stuff like a hawk. And, uh, you know, if you, if you care about your future and not wanting to end up in jail or owing millions of dollars in penalties, you might, uh, might be real careful how you go about that stuff. Or both. So, my interview with you is ended. Miss Novotny, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Um, what was maybe your favorite story from Oklahoma politics in 2022? I don't know. That's really uh, difficult to determine. I think the whole controversy around ARPA funds would be my favorite. Okay. Uh, um, the uh, Legislature is about to today seize back those funds from uh, the governor. And I think that's fun. Yeah, that's, the that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's kind of one of my favorites. We've already talked about Brian Walters. Um, Ryan, not Brian. Brian was lying. Um, <laughs> lion was lying <laughs> uh, and I, I said i wouldn't talk about this but i'm going to go ahead and power through it uh, the I, i'm curious to see what the impact of the absolute uh landslide of anti-trans bills is going to do because we've seen it fail so many times. And I, I don't know if I've mentioned before on this podcast that I have one client that I kind of convinced the team not to go anti-trans. 
and we barely pulled it off. But we've seen so many times, and now they're just doubling down, tripling down. Uh, I I think it speaks to their lack of actual real policy concerns and that it's really all culture war, all playing to the lowest common denominator voter all the time. Um, I'm tired. What, what, of, I'm tired of it, honestly. Like I, I know. I, 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 I didn't. I shouldn't have probably brought it up. But When I transitioned at age 25, I didn't do it so I could become a trans activist. I didn't want to take a bunch of trans cases as a lawyer. This was never something I wanted my life to focus on. The fact that I'm trans is one of the least interesting things about me or my life. (laughs) Um, I I will say that. Uh, If there's the most interesting thing about Brittany's life, it's she likes to go fast. (laughs) Uh, She loves fast cars. She loves things that go fast, things that go boom. Um, she's, as she said at the beginning of this podcast, an adrenaline motivated individual. Yeah. Um, and so, and the, the crazy thing is, is like people have been worked into this frenzy by like the Fox news, right wing echo chamber. And like the number of trans kids in schools and the number of trans people in general in the in the whole country and in the state of Oklahoma, we're talking about literally like maybe less than half a percent of of anybody. <laughs> like um, um, this yeah, is yeah, less of this half is of like one... a very very small population of people, um, and. It, to me, I I I think it's it's all it, I have to laugh just to not cry because like there's literally now every student athlete in Oklahoma has to sign a fucking affidavit declaring that they're the gender they were assigned at birth to play sports like all what to stop like maybe two or three kids in the entire state from potentially joining in a sport they love like if you care about women's sports fund them better (laughs) you know promote them (laughs) like trans trans kids aren't the threat to women's sports a lack of funding and a lack of accountability are like far bigger threats to women's sports than the one or two trans girls that might have competed with other girls like it's so stupid and i'm just so tired of it It, like i why are we the fucking the whipping post for conservative culture now like and also do they understand because gay people got old they're they're literally they're literally pushing the same policies of vladimir putin and xi jinping like those are the other world leaders trying to outlaw trans people. So you're in good company, Oklahoma Republicans. You're in the same company as fucking Putin and Xi. You might as well be the Chinese Communist fucking party, you fucking anti-freedom pieces of shit. 
I don't want to hear another Oklahoma Republican who pushes anti-trans shit claim to be a party of fucking individual freedom. Fuck you, you motherfucker. I I really wish you would tell our audience how you really feel. (laughs) Right? Um, It's just so tiring. Like, I don't want to have to talk about this stuff. Like, no, and I, I get I why we have, have to. Have it up. No, I get why but, we have to, but it just is fucking annoying. Like, I would love to talk about anything else going on in the world. <laughs> I like that um, there's a swearing in in the U.S. Congress where it's unclear if the Republicans are going to be able to elect a speaker because they don't have enough votes. Is that something you'd rather be talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Republicans in disarray. <laughs> yeah. I um, I think that I think the McCarthy is going to get the speakership in the US House, but it has definitely been fun watching him squirm. Um Oh, and he's given up so much. It it's so, funny because like at some point like he's beholden to so many different factions of the party. There's no way he can keep it all together. I don't even know why he'd want the job anymore at that point. <laughs> like the money, <laughs> right? That's about it for the women. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, at the end of the day. It was New Year's. We both had a good time. What was your favorite part of the New Year's weekend? Uh, My favorite part was it was 70 degrees on Saturday and Sunday, which was perfect weather for going out and hitting the back roads with one of my good friends and my husband. Uh, We took out the Civic Type R and had some fun got to got to do some fun back road driving and um i'm even trying to learn how to edit some video and uh, i've made some cool dash cam and drone footage that i'm trying to put together and make into a fun vid uh if anybody wants to check out this video i didn't list it publicly on youtube but i can send you the link if you dm us on uh, Twitter or Facebook, uh, I can shoot you the link. Well, I've seen the video and it's really cool. And uh, your first cut is absolutely really good. Um, when I started with Adobe Premiere um, and Adobe, if you guys want to sponsor us, please do. I use InDesign and Illustrator every day. But uh the, the professional sort of skilled uh pro driving what, what what's the technical term for professional driving or uh whatever like you you said it when you were teaching our mutual really good friend oh precision driving precision driving yes um Brittany is an excellent precision driver i have been a passenger in her vehicle and it is simultaneously terrifying and awesome 
So... I'm an even better driver now than I was then. <laughs> <laughs> I trusted her so much, I loaned her my uh, F-150 to go to Tulsa to pick up what, Brittany? Yard signs! Woo! Yard signs. <laughs> so exciting. And I got to drive her Mini. Uh, a just brilliantly crafted vehicle. I just, I mean, I loved it so much. I almost kind of wanted one. <laughs> hey, you can get so, used ones of those pretty cheap now. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing any of that. There's, <laughs> a, um, there's a new truck out by Toyota that mimics one of their older trucks that I really want. It's oh, yeah? It's a little... Yeah, it, it it's like a little truck. Yeah. I uh, I miss little trucks. We have a 1994 Mazda B4000, which was the same as it's like basically the Mazda badged Ford Ranger. They were coming off the same assembly line and it was a it was co-designed with Ford and Mazda. Um, and that little truck is amazing. And I I hate that the modern new Ranger is like as big as an old F-150. Like there still needs to be little trucks because like not every truck thing needs to be done in a giant monster truck. No. And uh, th there's actually this European lady that travels around. She's from... Um, I think Ukraine, and she uh, was talking about because she she started in Texas, and she has an Odyssey, uh, and she talked about how there's all these pickup trucks, but nobody's hauling anything, and she was kind of under the impression that's what pickup trucks were for, and uh, here in America. No, it's uh, not. My my husband and I make fun of people all the time when we see these giant like F250s that don't have a speck of dirt on them and all they ever do like they go to like Whole Foods and back and it's like why do you have that? You don't need that. It's such a waste. Well, I I will tell you I love my Ford Escape. Um uh yeah that's I, a reasonably sized vehicle though like yes it's an suv but it's like a smaller more reasonable sized vehicle that is good for getting around the city in and that you could actually fit into parking spaces <laughs> well it's just like i i like your mazda 3 i mean you encouraged our mutual good friend to get i think Almost an identical vehicle. <laughs> he did get uh, a very similar one. <laughs> um, and we are a mixed Ford Mazda family. Uh, and we are also uh, OSU and OU. <laughs> so, you know, we're maroon and orange. Um you know, the but, other thing uh, I don't like about trucks today is what? 
so many of them come and like only come with the crew cab, the four door. Like, what was yeah. wrong with just a traditional two door, maybe an extended cab, just like the half extended, where there's not an extra door there, but there's a little half back seat where you can set your stuff. Like, that. What's wrong with that formula? That was such a good formula. And like now all these trucks have like giant cabs and like little beds that you couldn't put much into if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Um I uh my my friend uh back in the day had a was it a Z seventy one GMC Oh. Yeah, Chevy is the Z71. So it could have been a GMC or a Chevy. Aren't they the same brand, really? Yeah, yeah. GMC is just like the truck-only brand, basically. Yeah. Well, he had one of those, and, uh, you know, you, you had that suicide door, and... Uh, by the way, it's called that because if you open it up while driving and you fall out, you're going to die. <laughs> but Except uh, you can't usually open those while driving because it would require the front door to open first. <laughs> that's correct. Um, but, I mean, you're crammed into a little tiny backseat. It kind of sucks. But if you're younger, yeah, you well, can take it. you know... If you, you know, not everybody needs to put a bunch of people in their truck, though. Like, yeah, sometimes you only need two people in your truck. And as, as, so, as my husband says, if you need to fit more people in the truck, maybe you just need more trucks. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, what was your favorite dish you hooked up, uh, you cooked over the holidays? Ooh, favorite dish over the holidays. This is mm. Brittany's favorite dish. What was yours? Do you have one? Let me think. I, I do, actually. I, well, it's it's a tie. My wife made an apple pie. Which oh, that's is, good. Oh, she makes the best. The secret is vodka. And... Um, well, now it's not a secret. <laughs> well, you still don't know the amount, how much to use, <laughs> when to use it, how to use it. And it's like saying the nuclear secrets are nuclear. <laughs> the nuclear secret but... is fusion. <laughs> You've given away too much. Ah, oh, shit. Now... Now Russia I, is You know, I think the favorite dish I made over the holidays would be I made, I homemade some chocolate-covered pretzels using the best quality mm. pretzel on the market, the Snyder's of Hanover, and the best quality chocolate on the market, the Ghirardelli 60% Dark. And those were phenomenal. I really enjoyed them, and all of the family that got together with us in Minnesota all got some of those as part of their Christmas gift. Well, I'm going to go back to my NPR voice. It's a good thing. It, it's a good thing. 
Um, so well, um, but, our, but, but the, our time my, my, is my, winding uh, uh, no, down no, no. here. So what what uh, okay, is your favorite, favorite besides favorite the dish apple that pie? I actually made was egg puff, and if you want to hear more about it, comment. And with that, we'll apparently have to sign out. Well, no. What is egg puff? Egg puff is a breakfast casserole, okay. and it involves eggs stale i cannot overemphasize stale bread um i used uh hot dog buns because we weren't using them my wife was dubious but they worked and uh you have to let them sit out for at least 24 hours you need eggs you need sausage you need cheese this is not a healthy dish. This is not something you should take to your grandmother with a heart condition. <laughs> but it is delicious. Awesome. That sounds good. It sounds similar to a Mexican chilequiles dish that uh, I've had recently. Um, that was like uh, old older corn tortillas fried up with some eggs in like an egg puff kind of mixture it was good oh that that is absolutely phenomenal um well, well with that folks uh, martha stewart would say it's a good thing we do need to wrap this up here um when does session start session will start on the first tuesday of february Okay, so so this month they're organizing, getting the rules done today, and that kind of stuff. And the actual sessions next month. Uh, U.S. Congress session is going to start today with the vote for the speaker. I'm sure we will have lots of fun stuff to talk about with that next week. And uh, is there anything else you want to add here before we jump off? As Mr. Rogers would say, we'll have things to talk about. Oh, yes. We will have things to talk about. I don't have any slippers to, like, toss from one hand to the other or a sweater to put on. But I will say, Jim uh, Khanna, G-Y-M-K-H-A-N-A, go check out some Ken Block videos in his memory. He was a true legend. I think you'll enjoy this stuff, even if you're not necessarily a racing person. Uh, and I will close out with, we might have a Democratic speaker, a Democrat as a speaker. I, I'm not holding my breath on that, but I could see that potentially happening. I've also heard Oklahoma's Tom Cole has kind of floated his name out there to Republican colleagues as maybe a uh, a safe choice for speaker. So maybe maybe he gets himself in the mix today. Who knows? Come back next week to find out all about it. And don't right. forget, check us out on patreon.com slash okoutcast. Sign up. Join to be a contributing member so we can bring you better and more content throughout the year um and uh with that adios everyone and check out action city soon coming to a city near you oh yes coming soon a new project that chris and todd goodman will be working on action city we will let you know more about that as that approaches action city
Action City, baby. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Adios, everyone. Adios, amigos.